welcome all of our guests, our new guests, our visitors, all the ministers. I know that we have uh, everybody who's a who's ministering uh, ministers. I know uh, there. I see one of you right there. There's one here. We have two over there. We welcome you. But we're all kings and priests and sons and daughters of the Most High King. So praise God. Well, I thank God. You're here not by a happen chance. You know the Lord has sent you, and I know more will be coming. So. We're expecting great things uh, today, and you know, we've actually, I'm gonna be honest with you, we've had a lot of, as you see with our system and all that, attacks, but you know what that means? That means something glorious is gonna happen today. The Lord is gonna be lifted up, and he's gonna, the glory is gonna fall, and we are so excited about that. So I'm gonna ask Pastor Tess now to come, and she is our new Vice President of uh, Ministry Development, so we thank the Lord for her. We're glad we have her on our Lasso Road team. So, Pastor Tess, if you would come and open the prayer, please. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Come on, y'all. Yeah. I know it's early, but we're starting to rejoice and glorify His name. Praise the Lord. Come on. We're going to open this prayer so we can continue to move on. And we're glad to see everyone in the house on today. Father God, let's get ready to pray, y'all. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we lift up your name, we worship you, we praise your holy name, God. We welcome you in here today. You are welcome, Holy Spirit. Come on in, come on in. Welcome your presence. We welcome everything that you're doing, God. Lord, let your peace that pass on understand and fall on each one of us, God. Lord, any worry or burdens that we may have that we walked in here with, God, we cast them up to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, I thank you on this day that, Lord, you are sending the man of God. You are escorting them in. You are bringing them safe and sound, God. Lord, let an anointing flow like never before. Let folks come and get what they came to receive, God. Lord, you have it individually for each one of us. And, Lord, we shall receive it in the name of Jesus. So, God, have your way on today. Show up, God. Do what you normally do. You show up, God, for us in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah.
because Hamas has made a, a covenant with death and with soul, having made lies their refuge and thinking they are hidden under the falsehood and will not be held accountable for the barbaric actions coming against the apple of the eye, God's eye, Israel. The Lord God sits on his throne and laughs and he will not be mocked. For the Lord has declared, I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plummet. The hail will sweep away the refuge of lies and the, and the waters will overflow the hiding place. Your covenant with death will be annulled and your agreement with Sheol will not stand. With the overflowing surge passes through, then will you be trampled down by it. So we stand in agreement and decree, whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven, whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So we bind uh, so we bind and nullify Hamas and Iran and any other nation that is in agreement with them uh, that's coming against Israel, that the spirit of death and every agreement they have uh, come into with hell. We decree your covenant with hell and uh, death will not stand and you will be overthrown and trampled down by the spirit of the Lord. We break every evil assignment, agenda, plot, plan, strategies, evil intent Hamas has directed toward Israel and America and we command them to stop, to be demolished, to be totally eradicated now and your source of finances to dry up and your military armory supplies to be drained and be no more in Jesus' name. We speak confusion in their camp. We say Hamas will turn on each other and they will be swallowed up by the earth and be no more in the authority of the blood of Jesus and the authority of the name of Jesus. We lose the spirit of justice as the measuring line and righteousness the permanent. For justice and righteousness is the foundation of Almighty God's throne. The Lord God's arm is not too short to save. Set free and deliver all of Israel and America. We decree and declare the prison doors and the cages to open and the people captive will be set free and protected and brought to safety in Jesus' name. And all those that are going out to rescue them, they will be given strategies of the Lord to bless them there be safe because angels go with them and before them. Lord God, we thank you for and we decree as you have released your captain, Michael the archangel, your assigned protector, prince of Israel, and, the, and Lord, your angel army, seraphim angels, to fight for Israel, for the battle is the Lord's. For the Lord has promised good things to Israel for cho your chosen nation. Rise up, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered, and all those who hate you, you flee before you. Let the fire of the Lord burn among them yeah. and consume them. They will, they will stand still and know that the Lord is God. For he said, I am the Lord and there is none beside me. We decree and declare Israel has the victory and will take territory expanding their borders. We speak, we speak peace, shalom over Israel and America and in the authority of the blood of Jesus and the authority of the name of Jesus. So uh, we say that we take the key of David and lock all of Hamas's attacks and plans and all the nations that have joined with them and close the doors to those plans. And no man can open. What God shuts, no man can open. And we decree it will not continue or come to pass. No weapon formed against Israel and America shall prosper in the blood of the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. And so, Lord, we just give you all the praise, glory, and honor, we say, and, and in him, so be it. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
we trust the Lord. He delivered them time and time and time again from every battle, and he showed himself strong. So we believe it's going to happen again. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to give you a little uh, bit about what Keith Miller, I'm, I'm going to check on him, but I'm sure he's on his way. But he is the founder of Stand Firm World uh, Ministry, and uh, he has experienced a fresh and powerful anointing of Holy Spirit in his meetings this year. Those here in attendance, you can expect to be blessed to witness a great dimension of the Lord's presence, his power, and as Keith, Keith flows uh, uh, with a fresh anointed word, resulting in the Holy Spirit's power moving in signs, wonders, and miracles. So we praise God for that. So he, so he is a prophetic revivalist, a renowned teacher, and an author who has inspired countless individuals to deepen their relationship with God and to experience the power of his power in their lives. So we're expecting that overflowing anointing to be here today by Holy Spirit. We thank you for it, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, announcements, I want to say that we are going to have our meeting next month uh, on the 9th. Of, uh, it's going to be a Thursday. We're doing this today uh, because the, uh, actually uh, Keith has asked us to have a Saturday because he's from San Angelo. And so he would have had to travel here Wednesday instead of being here Friday. He had meetings last night, today, tonight, tomorrow. And tomorrow morning is at uh, Eastgate with uh, Reverend Carolyn Sissom. She asked me to announce that. That's in Richmond. But if anybody needs that, um, that address, we'll be glad to give that to you. He'll be ministering there as well. And he will be uh, another, I think, you can check his website for the itinerary. Tonight in Pasadena. Tonight in Pasadena. Where? Uh, Iglesia de Pueblo is the church where he will be tonight. And, and uh, used to be First Baptist, you say? Okay, used to be. Okay, so anyway, um, thank you, Ms. Morris. She's passing Morris there. Uh, also, um, Oh, getting back to thank, check his website is what I was trying to say. If you want to find out that information, I'm sure it's all listed there. Also, um, with our Thanksgiving dinner, we're going to be providing turkey and ham. And if you would like to bring a cider dessert uh, of your choice, that would be great. And we'll just celebrate. We do have Apostle William Dillon to be ministering that day as well. So uh, we're going to have another good time. We're going to go out with a bang in this new year, in this year, the new year of the Jewish year, and we're going to our new year here. So now as we um, have a short testimony from Charlotte that feels like she would like, the Lord has put it on her heart to give it. And you know what? I know that the Lord moves in these meetings, not to my glory, but to his glory. I know he's meeting needs of people and touching you. And we need to give our testimonies to be a blessing to other and plus just to give glory to God, right? So uh, I would like for us to start at least having one testimony. I mean, we all have several testimonies, I'm sure, to give God the glory, okay? So we're gonna allow uh, Charlotte to come up and give her testimony. Charlotte is our vice president of, uh, what? Development, financial development, treasurer. Secretary. 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 That's right. We got a treasurer over there. I'm sorry. That's Agnes. Agnes, stand up, Agnes. I'm sorry. Okay. Hey, I was up at three o'clock, so <laughs> I'm doing good. 
Miss Agnes here, Agnes Schultz is our vice president of financial development. She's the vice president of uh, administration. administration. I'm always forgot one to say secretary of treasurer. You know, but anyway, here we go. Not that I care about titles. Yeah, I'm just serving the king of kings. So um, I felt on my heart to give this testimony. I'm totally out of my comfort zone, but I'm being obedient to the Lord because this is what he said to do. Um, but um, I've had a lot of hardships in life. One of them has been with my health. It's been a very long battle. And I'm, I'm just going to read this to you um, just so I don't mess it up. <laughs> So over the years, I've had many bad doctor reports, but Jesus gave me three prophetic words from three different people that I will live a long life and my life will not be cut short. The enemy tried to take me out three times. I was near death three times, but God saved me for a purpose. That's what he told me. He saved me for a purpose for such a time as this. And that I will overcome every bad, bad report from the doctor because my God alone decides the number of my days. Amen. He told me, do not believe the lies of the enemy. Do not believe the bad reports of the doctor. So now my lens, how I see things, has changed. And I can look into my future and, and actually you know, make plans. Come on. And, um, it just has changed everything. It's just, it's like a mindset shift. And I can see the future and I can know that my God alone has the final say in all things. the shofar and you know what David did we pull up shofar we may not have would you like y'all like just to blow the shofar David has one and Sandra has one and this is the welcome of our king of kings and lord of lords you know and it's like the roar of the lion that shakes the enemy's camp you know and know that our God reigns right so we welcome him so I'm gonna let them get the shofars we usually have a little video but we didn't get that started so that's okay God has his plan so let's stand and, and welcome the King of Kings, King of Glory. Lord, we enter in with thanksgiving. 
Come into your court with praise. David, if you could turn that up, please. Praise you, Lord.
great are you, Lord. We say, great are you, Lord. No other like you, Lord. One and only. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Magnify one.
we bless your name. We bless your name, Lord. We bless your name. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name.
Glory, glory, glory.
Goka, Hasila, Bendorayokia, Nisukola Mandwarayana, Vilavara de Yossi David, do you have the last one? Okay, can you hold it just a second? The Lord says, I am shaking. Testing, testing. The Lord says, I am shaking my people, says God. For I am shaking you to awaken, says the Lord. And the alarm has already sounded, says God. So I tell you, my people, rise up and realize that you can hear what the voice of the Lord is saying to you this day. For God says, I have put my power inside of you for such a time as this, says the Lord, that you may release the power of God upon the earth and signs and wonders shall break forth. No matter what you see on the outside and you see things escalating on the outside of evil, but I tell you now, as my people take a step of faith, they are going to escalate to the next level, says the Lord, for I have called you to be my warriors. I have called you to carry this gospel into the places that may not be open to you, but the Lord says, I will open and unlock the door, says the Lord, for I have angels stationed at the doors where you shall be effectual, says the Lord, where there has not been an effect before. God says, you will now be effectual, says the Lord, and many shall see it and they shall hear it and they will drop to their knees, says God, and they will say, he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and the Lord says, I'm going to wave my glory upon this earth, says God, for a greater shaking will come after this, says the Lord, but I shall come and I shall take you into the place that I have prepared for you. So be ready, says the Lord. This is a great day to be alive, says God. This is a great day of resurrection power. Amen. Amen.
Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace, you are welcome in this place. We welcome you, Spirit of the living God. We exalt and magnify your name. We say your presence is all we desire here, Lord. Your presence, we worship you. We adore you. We magnify you. We glorify you, Lord. We make room for you. We make a place for you, Lord. We say come and have your way, Holy One. Lord, we're excited about what you're going to do in the presence of us today. We make a place for you, Lord. Come. Welcome, welcome. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just pray in the Spirit for just a little. Sing in the Spirit. Let's sing in the Spirit. That's what I feel glad that He wants us to do right now.
we've been taking it forever, but some of us don't really realize because we have traditionalized, given, said the communion, uh, do the communion on a regular basis, but really it is when we take this, you can take this as many times as you want. You know why? Because it has a purpose. The purpose is it's a healer. This is a healer. So when you are sick in your body, you're in the hospital, y'all, take this. Have communion in your house. Keep communion in your house. I ship communion to people to make sure they have it on a regular basis. When I hear that people call me from out of town and say they're dealing with some illness, I always tell them, go buy you some communion, and if they can, I make sure I get it to them. But it's also, this is also going to heal your body. It's not just going to heal your body. It'll heal your situation. It'll heal yeah, your problem. Yeah. It'll heal whatever's coming up against you. Whatever tack is coming your way, it will take care of that for you. Amen? Yeah, and yeah. so when we take this bread, when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and Lord, he gave us this. He didn't just die for our iniquities. He didn't just die for our sins. But this bread is what we're supposed to take in remembrance of him. Yeah. And he said, every time that we do it, yeah. do it in remembrance of him. Yeah. So now let's raise up our bread. Let's take the bread. Let's break the bread. Break. Oh, come on, somebody. And we're going to do this in remembrance yeah. Yeah. of him. That whatever you're going through, whatever your situation is, whatever's coming up against you, whatever health challenges, take this in remembrance of him. Remember who he is. He's a healer. Uh, he's a deliverer. Uh, he's a protector and a provider. Uh, see, when you take this communion, you got to take it on a whole nother level now. Uh, you got to take it now. We're getting ready to take the blood. Uh, uh, so when we take the blood, we're doing it in remembrance. Take the bread. I'm sorry, y'all. Go ahead and take the bread and partake of it. Amen? When we take the blood, we're remembering how he shed his blood on the cross for me and you. And he shared for everything that we may go through. Come on, somebody. So now we're taking this blood. We're going to drink it in remembrance of him. In remembrance of him. So take the blood and drink it. And everything shall be done by faith, believing, walking it. He said, this is. Thank you. This is. This is. Y'all, I need to do this is, amen. How do you get to it? Hallelujah, bless your name. Oh my God. Yes, bless you, God. Amen. Woo, Jesus. Woo. Woo. Praise the Lord. That's how we should celebrate. With great gladness and joy. Right? And full of the Holy Ghost and appreciation and just that overwhelms us, right? Amen. Man, she didn't even need a mic, did she? Desiree Dantes, come and give us a, a message for our offering, and then we'll have a song. Hallelujah. Have to bring prayers to the Lord. She caught me a little surprise and said, can you do the offering? I said, yes, sure. So I was there. I like when somebody catch me on surprise, because that way I know I'm not going to prepare anything. I'm just going to let the Lord do what, what he wants to do. Amen. And the word I heard that God saying was, plenty. So... He said to me when I was sitting there, I have a plenty for 
all of you. I already gave and I see it to you. You're just replanting. Ah, Lord, that's good. Amen. It was very like powerful for me to know that because sometimes we have to prepare in our heart our seeds. This is before coming here. We already think, oh my gosh, I'm short on money, or maybe I'm short on days. My health is not good. Whatever shortness. Come on. In your home, I don't know what you asking the Lord to do in your life this week, but. The seed is to be replanted. It's not to keep it. If you keep it, it can grow a tree, right? And the tree brings your fruits. So if you want a fruit, no matter where, what area in your life, the fruit needs to be. You're going to think right now, I want to give you like one second to just like a quiet time. And you just hold your seed and just think on what God can make fruitful in your life. Something that is hard. Just don't be like short with God. Just say, God, that is the problem that really bothers me. Okay? Let's go. Right there. One second. Can be more than one thing, okay? But I know a lot of people, they have a more than one thing. And we're just going to say, thank you, Lord, for the seed you already prepared on our hearts for the claiming that we're doing right now against the enemy with this seed and we deposit and we put on your soil Lord and this tree gonna grow in every bondage and everything in our lives that doesn't belong to you have to leave in the name of Jesus amen multiplication plenty and the Lord say your pantry never gonna be empty that means it's not just a physical pantry in your home. Right. Is anything in your life that's empty? It's going to be plenty and full. Amen? Amen. Amen. Just to be
border on you. This is just to record. Okay. There's a little clip here. Okay. And you just put that on your collar right here. Do you want me to put it on? Uh, can I put it right here? Sure. Okay. Ah, sorry. Okay. And then this has a little bit of clip. Okay. That can go either here or in your pocket. How about right here? Inside, that's fine. And the blue light's on, so you're good. Okay. Blue light's on. But we now welcome you, Pete. Hold on. Oh. Okay, I'll have it come, yeah. We're wild. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. We welcome him. We've already uh, read your bio and he's uh, from San, uh, San Angelo. No, Amarillo. You're from Amarillo? Yeah. Amarillo, yeah. Oh my gosh, he's going to my You're taking territory. <laughs> yeah, <aren't you>? <laughs> yeah. Well, we welcome you here, sir, and have your way as the Holy Spirit leads you. You're free. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, it's great to be here. Just give the Lord one more great praise, if you would. Thank you, Lord. Appreciate the opportunity. It's a real blessing to be here with the Glow. Uh, appreciate the invitation, opportunity to be part of a wild group, right? That's really appreciate the Glow and uh, actually ministered several times in opportunity. It's a real blessing. Thank a uh, wonderful friend here for having me in today and uh, believe for some miracles to break down. Amen. You, I mean. We've already got the atmosphere set for it, right? Because in the realm of the glory is miracles. The realm of the glory is filled with grace and the power and the strength of the Lord. So you only have to contend in the sense that because you just receive because His presence brings. Because He's still the I Am and He's not the I Was. Amen? So I just... That's right. Appreciate what's already been set in the atmosphere. So the only thing you want to do is grab hold of that by faith today. And believe for the manifestation of the goodness of God's tangible presence in this place. And with that, as you can leave with your breakthrough, because He is the breaker who breaks through. We've already been celebrating the ultimate display of justice and breakthrough at the cross. When Jesus went to the cross, it's the ultimate display of justice and breakthrough. And He broke through for you and I that we could abide in the presence, in His presence, and have access to everything that He promises. I really appreciate the worship and the prophetic words and the communion. How many appreciated the communion? It's a great thing. And then also the, the word for the offering. Praise God. Tell your neighbor, there's no lack at my place. Come on. Come on, tell somebody, there's no lack at your place. Prophesy to them. Come on. The word lack doesn't exist in the kingdom. And we're in the realm of the glory, and in the realm of the glory, the things called lack, too hard, too difficult, don't exist there. So when we learn to just abide in the presence to it, instead of just ascending, we begin to think different, don't we? It's amazing because the Lord talks to us a lot about the way we think. One of my passages I love studying and spend time is in Psalm 145, verse 5, and it says to meditate on His majestic splendor of His glory. So, because the more that you... It's, it's like 
how you first interact in the morning to what you think you you're is literally how you think for the day if you encounter somebody that you haven't dealt with bitterness the first thing you see them a negative thoughts begin to just overwhelm you so the whole day you're bitter and unhappy and that's why he says hey meditate on me but go even more than that meditate on the majestic realm of my splendor and consider my wondrous works I love that because I mean I could just sit here for the next three hours and share that one passage in the depth of it because it's he says ponder means to not just read it but digest it ponder it commune with it the word and then it says to uh, consider his wondrous works because the moment that we set our minds and hearts on the Lord and in the presence of the realm of the glory that we're invited to as not the attributes of the glory God is the glory he in the glory is God is that we begin to immediately be filled with his wondrous works otherwise when we're in his presence we can't help but receive those heavenly downloads dear friends amen Let's look at a few scriptures, if you would, if you have your Bible, iPad, however you look at the Bible. But I just want to cover a few things that's on my heart this morning. And again, thank you so much for having me. I, uh, my apologies for being late. I apologize for being late this morning. So, Right, yeah, right. I, I'm glad I still got to participate in all the different things and I bless the Lord for that. If you would open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 1. I will be covering several different passages of scripture. I love the word. I know you all do too. You're word people. Amen. I love the decrees of your signs and everything. The miracle worker, the healed by his wound. Everything is just setting the atmosphere because we're gatekeepers. Tell your neighbor I'm a gatekeeper. Amen. And it says in Psalms 24 to open up the gates and let who come in? The King of Glory, right? And so we're, we're atmosphere changers. I know I'm around the right group because we're atmosphere changers right here, right? Come on. Where you go, He goes. Where He goes, things happen. Come on. We don't have to search, uh, seek out or run after signs and wonder. We walk with a sign and wonder. They just happen because He's around, right? Come on, just tell your neighbor, they just happen, amen? <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. I was, I was doing a set of meetings in Pennsylvania. I mean, have you ever been to Pennsylvania? It gets cold up there, you know? Amarillo gets cold, though. How many have ever been to Amarillo in the winter? <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. I think they should call it Amarillo, Alaska, you know what I mean? <laughs> the wind blows all the time. Anyway, I was in Pennsylvania doing a set of meetings and revival broke out and the Lord began to minister to people and I think like 12 different deaf ears opened that night. And so it was a tremendous night. And of course, you're in the presence of the Lord is full of what? Joy! Unspeakable! Come on! Come on! It may, we have a saying in revival, you, revival, you keep coming long enough You'll leave glowing like you've been sucking on a thousand watt light bulb. And you got such a smile on your face you can lick your earlobe. No, don't try that. <laughs> so the time the meeting was over, it was about 11.30 or so, I went into a convenience store there and was going to get some water. And I had one of my interns with me. 
And, of course, I was very joyful, called drunk in the spirit, amen? <laughs> and so I'm getting me some water, and I see my intern, because the, cash, the, the person who worked in the cash register was looking at me like, and my intern didn't know there was a mirror up there. I could see him, and she was looking, and he goes, like, he didn't know what was going on with me. I go, okay, man, I see ya. So I go to the cash register, and I tell the lady, precious lady, she goes, I said, I'm not drunk. She goes, I said, I'm just really happy. She goes, oh, that's good. I said, yeah, I've actually been drinking new wine. You ever heard of new wine? And she goes, yeah, yeah, I go to church. I went to church this morning. That's what she said. I said, well, would you like to have some? 12 o'clock at night, a convenience store. She goes, well, sure. As I said, I went to church this morning. Let's try it. That's like, let's try it. I said, Father, thank you for your new wine for this precious lady. Just bless her, bless her, bless her. And she falls out of the anointing, starts laughing and joy. Some other lady walks into the store, turns around, walks out. And when I left, she was still laughing. Praise God. I'm, I mean, I know wherever we go, he goes with us. Amen. But if you would now follow with me, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I love this. It's kind of been already set. The atmosphere of what's been shared as far as the prophetic word, the communion, the worship. And it says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1, is, uh, starting verse 2, is Paul. He says, For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I love this passage. I love Paul's heart here. First of all, we know that Paul, was, he had a tremendous, profound encounter with the Lord. And that, see, we see some of the ministry of Paul in Acts chapter 19, where they just sought to touch him with handkerchiefs and different things because there was a tangible anointing, a miracle-working anointing that was released through Paul. Now, we know also where Jesus himself ministered that away because we know that the woman with the issue of blood just reached out to touch that tassel and got wonderfully healed. So we know that Paul moves in miracles, and he says this here, too. We also know that he's very elegant and very educated, that he even says in Galatians that he's more trained than his contemporaries of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And so he, I love his heart here, though. His heart is, hey, when I come to you, I'm not coming to you out of the elegance of speech or my education, but I've come much, much fear and trembling and only want to know one thing while I'm amongst you, that's Jesus and Him crucified. I love his heart here because, first of all, he demonstrates the awe of God. I mean, y'all know we're about to see an incredible breakout of the awe of God. The awe of God is about to be seen in a mighty way. Now, the awe of God, the fear of God, is so important for you and I, the believer. It says in Psalms 25 that those who fear the Lord, He will show them the secrets of the covenant. I'm telling you, covenant revolutionizes every area of your life. Amen? And there's depths or revelation of covenant that we're always called and challenged to be what? Transformed by the renewer of our mind and by beholding Him from glory to glory. So Paul here saying, hey, when I come to you, I come to you much fear and trembling. He says, I have a deep adoration to the Lord. My hope in when I come to you is not in my capability, but that He shows up. Because if I know He shows up, everything's going to happen. 
everything's going to take place. And he says also, he knows in his heart that when he comes, if he shows up, then every person in the room, his hearers, will receive directly from him to you. Amen? That's why you're here this morning. Amen? And so I love his heart so much fear and trembling. It's a, it's a tremendous work of the Spirit of the Lord to create the awe of God. The fear of the Lord isn't something that we determine to say, I will have the fear of the Lord. It's a work of the Spirit of the Lord in our hearts, in our life. Because it's one of the attributes of the flow of the Spirit of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the deep adoration. And Paul here is demonstrating that adoration. He's saying, Man, when I come to you, I'm coming much fear and trembling, and I'm just trusting in the Lord to show up what? With what? Power. I mean, I know that God wants to show up in power. He said, there, may there be a demonstration of that power. Now, a demonstration means the evidence of, not just a lot of talk, but how about a little manifestation? Come on. We, we're hearing a lot about that. How many ready for some manifestation? Come on. The Lord, the Lord, we stand on His Word. Amen? His promises are yes and amen in what? The anointing. In the anointing. And so He's saying, when I come to you, my trust is that He's going to show up, and when He shows up, He manifests power. See, the, I love the prophetic word about the power of signs and wonders and miracles. We need signs, wonders, and miracles. We need, I, I love the church in Acts chapter 4, chapter 4, that when persecution came, what they asked was, when they were told to shut up, and quit sharing, but quit doing. They say, hey, even do more, Lord. You like their heart? I like their heart. We're going to lock you up forever. You keep healing people. Well, heal more, Lord. Heal more. Come on. That's what he says. And so the very, they understood the very thing that Jesus wanted them to do was see the manifestation of the power of God. The power of God is the visible evidence of God's presence, just like the gifts of the Spirit. It's important with the gift, every believer has come short in no gift because we have the gift, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, because of the gift of the blessing of the Holy Spirit, but also that every believer has the potential to see his gifts operate in our life. And we need to see those gifts operate, amen? And for signs and wonders to take place. And why? Because those uh, gifts audibly and visibly bring out the evidence of God amongst us. Or the Lord with us. Well, we need to see these things. And that's what Paul's saying. When I come to you, I come in much fear and trembling. My, my whole dependence is on not my eloquence of my word, my ability to do anything, but it's when he shows up, things happen. Amen. When he shows up, things happen. Because the power of God's for the natural realm. You understand that, right? But he said something else here. He says, also... He said, may my speech and preaching were with not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration, everybody say, of the Spirit. Oh, it didn't just say power there. It says, of the Spirit and power. You catch that? Because uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it says in Acts 10, 38 about Jesus. It says how the Father anointed Jesus with who? Holy Spirit and power. And we see that in Scripture and how he fulfilled Leviticus' law, even being baptized. And when he came up out of the water in Mark 1, 10, it says, Heaven opened and the Holy Spirit come upon him in fullness. Of course, we know Leviticus' law required the priest to be anointed with some oil. He didn't get some. He got the whole thing. Come on. Amen. So here, here Paul says, and he understands now, Hey, I don't want to just move in power. My trust is also the movement of the Holy Spirit. I could just move in miracles, but he said, no, I, 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 I'm asking for something even more deeper, Lord God. For my hearers. He didn't notice this is for the hearers. And if you break this down in verse 4, it basically says in the Amplified Bible, it brings it out the Greek, it says this. 
when I'm around mature Christians. That's what he says. Thank you for those demonstrations of power. But also, may the precious Holy Spirit stir up my hearer's most holy emotions. That's what he says. See, he's going after sorts of, he's something, he's going after, oh, I want to see miracles. Hey, well, you need a breakthrough. I'm like, come on, we need a breakthrough. We know who to grab hold of. We know there's a word to stand on. And we want to see the demonstration of power, but also the Lord has a lot more for you. How many ready for a lot more? Amen. And that's what Paul's saying here. He says that when he, my hearers here, I'm trusting on the movement of the Holy Spirit to stir their most holy emotion. What's your most holy emotion? Spirit to spirit. The spirit to spirit. He said, so let my preaching not only be in demonstration of God's power, but also Holy Spirit move upon the hearts of my hearers. That's what he says. That their eyes won't be focused on even the, what's taking place in the natural, the power of God, but there would be a heavenly download, spirit to spirit for them. See, that's what he says. He goes, look at verse 6. He said, verse 5, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So he's saying that, what was take place was that a most holy emotions would be stirred, and it says to bring them into even greater understanding. And what's the understanding for? Well, for time's sake, I'm going to go through some passages here, but let's look on down here. Verse 6 is, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, which is hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So he's talking about the cross. The wisdom of the cross. So Paul's saying here, not only do I want to minister and see miracles to take place, but I'm asking for the Holy Spirit to move that there's a greater wisdom imparted to my hearers, spirit to spirit, about the cross. Because that's what Paul even uh, shared in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. He said, Let, uh, the, the message of the cross is powerful for us who believe, but for the world, they don't understand it. But for the believer, it's power. And so Paul's saying here, when I'm asking for something, Lord, I come, I come today amongst these precious ones, and I want you to move in miracles. We don't want anybody to leave feeble. We trust that the Lord will heal you, strengthen you, empower you, release a fresh anointing, fresh strength of the Lord. Because in the Bible it says, in His presence, peace and strength is released. So I believe that every one of you will know a new level of strength because you're forerunners, you're pioneers, you're prophets who prophesy to the unseen realm. You co-labor with the Lord. And many times, that's the once the enemy goes out of his way to bring crisis and circumstances your way to weary, weary you out. Called battle weariness. But today, the Lord's going to strengthen you with a fresh anointing. Come on, tell somebody, fresh anointing. Come on. Tell your neighbor. You understand, when you, we're, we're talking new spheres, we're talking about new territory. Come on, let's win. How many ready to take some new spheres and new territory? But with that, let's be honest, there's personal fears and limitations, dear friends. There is. That's why Ephesians 3.16 says, so what? Not just ask for the dunamis God upon, but the dunamis within to strengthen you with the spirit of might. How many would have flow out of the spirit of might? When David saw Goliath, he saw victory. Didn't he? Tell your neighbor, there's a few giant slayers in this place. And that set David apart. 
When he got anointed, it says the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. It wasn't on the whole army, the Israel army and Saul. None of them had that anointing. David was anointed. David didn't see by flesh. He saw by the Spirit of God. Tell your neighbor, I'm anointed. Amen. <laughs> oh, I could preach, man. That Bible is awesome, isn't it? Praise God. But Paul goes on to say, he says here, that the, my hearers would be stirred in their most holy emotion about the victory of the cross. And he said that, he goes on to say here, listen, this is verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of people the things which God has been prepared. No, for what God has prepared for those who love Him. How many love Him? How many love the Lord? Time to tell your neighbor, He's got more prepared for you than you know. Come on. I got some breaking news for you. You don't know it all. <laughs> There's more. Come on. Now, as Philip runners, as ones who decree and understand the working of the kingdom of God in the unseen realm. That you understand as the breaker breaks through, first is the unseen and begins to manifest in the seen. So he trusts you with those prophetic act, decrees and acts, those prophetic proclamations that begin to change the unseen realm. Because it's called kingdom authority. Amen? Tell your neighbor, you got some kingdom authority. Amen? But you decree, you pray, you prophesy by the measure of faith you have. Isn't that what the Word says? So Paul's going after something here to say, everybody's telling them, there's an invitation, come on up here higher. Tell your neighbor, come on up here higher. Tell your neighbor, I'm going higher. Come on. Step on up. Step on up. We know it's just yours. 5784. It's the year of the open door. Step on up. Come on, tell your neighbor, step on up. See what you haven't saw. Hear what you haven't heard. Know what you haven't known. That's what he said here. Tell your neighbor, step on up. Come on. It's an invitation. And Paul says, it's going to be as a result of my ministry of this one thing. I'm dependent on the Holy Spirit to touch hearts this day. I'm not here just to move in the elegance of man's wisdom. I don't care about how I sound or what he teaches, what he says. I only ask for two things. Power and the movement of Holy Spirit. And so, it's amazing here because he begins to bring out, look at, verse, look at verse 12. It says, Now we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. For what reason? Now, we know this whole passage goes on to say that only God could reveal God things. How many of y'all know we need the revelator to revelate? Come on. We need the revelator to revelate. We, the Bible, Jesus teaches us in John 6, 63, He says, flesh profits nothing. It's okay to be an encourager, but how many want to be a whew, transformer? Come on. There's a difference, isn't there? Natural emotions don't change anybody. Nobody. That's what Jesus said. He says, the words I speak are not flesh because they profit no one, but the words I speak are spirit and they bring eternal life. 
And so Paul saying here, he said, hey, when, when I come, I'm only going to know one thing, and that's the cross. It's empty because Jesus, it says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, that we celebrated today in communion, in recognizing, in remembrance of the victory of the cross, that it says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, that he, he cleansed us of our sins and then seated himself on the right-hand side of majesty. So Paul's saying right here, he's saying to you and I or to those in Scripture, he says, I want to bring you into a greater revelation of what now has been given access to. That's what he goes on to say here. Look at this. He says, now may the, you, you have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is God from God that you might know what? Amen. Tell your neighbor the things that have been freely given to us by God. Okay, so we heard today about spiritual awakening. I believe that every believer is in a place of personal spiritual awakening. That's what it says. And in Scripture, where do we see that? We always want to align ourselves up in Scripture, but in Haggai chapter 1.14, that's why these groups are so powerful. That's why you're so powerful in the Lord. Because in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, it says, when the Lord didn't see any work being done, He stirred up the spirit of the remnant. He stirred up the spirit of the remnant. The, the, you know, the, the number 300 in the Scripture, Gideon's 300, you know what 300 represents? The faithful remnant. Wow. Tell your neighbor, I'm part of the faithful remnant. Come on. He stirred up the spirit of the remnant and also the king and priest because the remnant understands we're kings and priests in the earth. Unto the Lord. That's another message, but I just want to bring that out. Because kings live different. Kings live different. We're not no more beggars, we're royalty. You sung that. You sung that today. Come on, tell somebody, I don't live as a beggar. I don't have to beg, I'm royalty. You're a king and priest in the kingdom by the blood of the Lamb that we celebrated today. That's what it said in Revelation chapter 1. But he goes on to say, he's saying here that he wants you to awaken to the revelation, even greater revelation of what has taken place on the cross. See, in a spiritual awakening personally, what is spiritual awakening? It's coming awakened by the communication of the truth and knowledge of God to you of something you previously didn't know. That's what it is. Where's that in Scripture? It's the apostolic prayer of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. May the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of the Father of glory and of our Lord Jesus Christ awaken you to the hope of your calling. So a personal awakening is to what He's done for you. Otherwise, it's you, you have gone up that level, if you would, or you know this much, but the Lord says, uh, I have more to show you. Tell your neighbor, I have more to show you. And everybody in this room understands that covenant revolutionizes every area of your life. And even when you take communion, when you sow, you're literally creating a field of miracles. Your seed is a... You're literally creating a field with your seed of miracles. Yeah, that place is growing because He's watching over it. Amen? But Paul's saying here, there's even more that I... When I come that... uh, comes into even greater understanding of that which has taken place for you. If you would just follow with me a few more scriptures, please. And I say a few, but I don't know what your few are, but mine's like ten. (laughs) 
Okay, look in John chapter 10. John chapter 10. And if I get ahead of you, I, I start feeling rushed because of time. I just want to make sure I get this out. It's not that I'm being rushed. Nobody told me a certain time or anything. It's just what I do. But be sure and write them down. Don't take my word for it. Take the words for it. Plus, you want to be able to share it with other people. And when Revelation opens, it also, to the person who receives it, is always 30, 60, and 100 times more. Tell your neighbor, I'm good ground. Look at verse 9. Verse 9 says, Jesus said this red letter, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will come in and out of that fine pasture. Otherwise, tell your neighbor, Jesus is the door. And what's this year? 5, 7, 8, 4. The year of what? The open door. And 4 is what? Creative miracles. Creativity. See. See, let's... Let's go on in here and a couple more passages here. Look at Psalms 85. Psalms 85. I love Psalms 85. Listen to what it says beginning in verse 10. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth shall spring up out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness, verse 13, listen. Righteousness will go before Him and shall make His footsteps our pathway. Amen. That's what it says right there. It's very clear what it's bringing out. It's talking about Jesus dying, being resurrected, and on the right-hand side of the majesty. And it says that His, literally, His footsteps, and what we want to establish in Scripture is in Hebrews chapter 10. And for time, you, you probably know it, but you take time to read it. It says that He took His blood right into the holies of holies that there will never have to be another blood offering because He offers that give us access because it says His pathway, His footsteps is now our pathway. Tell your neighbor, we have access. Come on. What do you have access to? The presence of the Lord. You don't have to ascend. He ascended. Now we want to learn to abide in the glory, abide in the presence, live out of the presence of the Lord. The subsidence of His presence is our strength. As you read in the Bible, heaven, it says that all of this heaven is so filled with worship that I love what's going on in heaven. They can't help but go, holy, holy, holy. And then you all get slugged in the spirit and have to get back up and do it again. Holy, holy, holy. It says they all fell down. But <laughs> go with me now to Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4. So Jesus is our open door. Paul says, hey, I want you, I'm asking for the Holy Spirit to release a greater understanding of the victory of the cross. That's what he's saying. Otherwise, covenant. It says in verse 12, I read to you that you will know what has been lavishly poured out for you. And verse 10 I didn't read because I wanted to wait till now. It says the Holy Spirit will search out the deep things of God and share them to you. Not shallow things, but the deep things of God. One of the things that my wife and I, we celebrated 45 years of marriage this year. And I have nine grandkids. Nine grandkids. Yeah, there we come. I got the mic. Mine are the best right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, all our grandkids, right? But... But one of the things that we enjoy doing our pastime, and of course, 
is first, I love to minister. And because of my background. But what we love to do when we get away is go fishing. Fishing. We like to fish. And so there's a place outside of Amarillo up in New Mexico called Conscious New Mexico. It's a beautiful uh, deep canyon lake. And the hills around there are full of boulders and so forth. And the lake is so clear you can see 20 feet deep. So you can see the activity down below. You see the fish swimming, the big boulder. It's, it's hard fishing though because they, they see you throwing the fishing line. You can't even go. You guys kind of try to sneak up on it. But it says here in verse 10 that Paul says, I'm going after something by the spirit of wisdom for those hearers that there will be an awakening by the spirit of God searching out the deep things of God that brings understanding. Otherwise, clear seeing. Clear seeing. Clear seeing. Because it's interesting because Covenant will even change your prayers and decrees, dear friends. And so, we know this is the year of the open door, and Jesus says He's the open door. So let's look at Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. It said, And these things I looked, and He, he behold, a door of standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking to me, saying, Come up here. And I will show you things which must take place after this. Everybody tell your neighbor, come up here. Come on, tell three people, come up here. Now, we've already established in Scripture that by the blood, by His blood, that He took the blood into the holies of holies, that His footsteps are now our pathway to where? The open door. Jesus, and this is what happened when you got born again. He said this. He said, when you said, thank you, Lord Jesus, I receive you. And you know what he said to you? Welcome to the majestic realm of the glory. Tell your neighbor, welcome to the majestic realm. That's what the Bible... Jesus himself described the presence of the Father as majesty. As the majestic one. When that hits the church, we won't have to worry about the awe of God. We can't help but be overwhelmed with the awe of God. See? But it says, come up here, I have more. I want to show you something. Well, for time, let's look at verse 5. And we heard this precious, I love this precious sister, because she says, we took communion, and now we're going to just take uh, worship from the throne room. How many of y'all know the throne room gives you access to the most powerful worship in the earth? Amen? But he said, let's look here at Revelation 4, 5. And it says this, And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunders, and voices, Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. So how many know that you can live out of that place of what's taking place from the throne? Is lightning thunder? Why is that important? Well, the lightnings of God, we read in Job 22, uh, Job 37, scatters the enemy. That's what it says. It says it scatters the enemy. And I'm pretty sure in Job 37, with the lightning, it says his majestic voice is like thunder. I remember when I was, I was an electrician before I became a minister. Now they say I'm a Holy Ghost electrician. Amen. <laughs> but we lived over Periton, Texas. I don't know if you know where Periton is. And we had uh, lived outside of town, had some land there. And every time a little, even a little cloud would fly by, it always wanted to hit lightning right out in front of our house. <laughs> every time. And uh, 
back in the day when you had the old ringing phone, you know, the dial one, kind of telling you how old I am. It's kind of like the remote controls for the VCR, but it had a, it had a wire on it. <laughs> but every time that lightning would hit it, it, our phone would ring, ring, ring. I think, of what in the world? Because static, when it hits, it releases static electricity. But then you would be waiting for the thunder, and when the thunder comes, how many of y'all know you didn't have to know if it comes? You know when it comes. What come? Shaking. So it says like here you have access to the voice of God for what He's sending out His voice. And it says in Job 37 that when He speaks His lightning scatters the enemy and His voice is like thunder, majestic thunder that begins to what? Break down everything that's being set up as limitations and obstacle in your unseen realm. How many glad that God speaks over your life? Come on, how many glad do you have access? Tell your neighbor, I have access. Come on. Remember they said of Jesus, they, Jesus when He said, they were disciples were with Jesus, they said, when the Father said, this is My Son whom I will glorify, Jesus heard the words of His Father, but His disciples heard what? They said, oh, we, did the angels just speak to Him? But those people around Him who didn't know anything about the Lord, what did they hear? Thunder. When God speaks to you and I, we hear His voice, but it releases the thunder of God over us. Why do you think Acts 4 is so important right now? Get back together. Pray. Pray. And it says He answered by what? For one thing, I'm pretty sure if, it's, if we see Acts 4 answered like Acts 2, that Holy Ghost came in power, but also what? Shook everybody up! I mean, you want to get all shook up for God. Why? Because He spoke, that's what they asked. Let us now know Your counsel, O Lord. And we have access to what literally where everything is going on, the very heart, the epic thing of the cross is the epic center of the glory because it now has given us access to where everything's taking place. Oh, 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 oh wow. It's like me, Lord. Yeah, come on up here. And so... It says thunders and lightning. But what else does it say? It says that also seven spirits. What are seven spirits? So here's the thing, and I'll begin. It's already noon, and I'm already running out of time. But here's the thing I want to bring out. Paul says, hey, I pray that my hearers are most certain the most holy emotions for what? What covenant has now made available to them. See, we all know, John 16, 7, that Jesus Himself said, it's to your benefit that I go away so He can come. And when He comes, He'll be with you. He's your teacher, your guide, your helper. But this brings on a whole different level. This is like Jesus knows the Holy Spirit. I'm pretty sure we just celebrate the Feast of Tabernacle. And one of the things that happens during the Feast of Tabernacle that Jesus made proclamation on the Messiah was what? The water drawing ceremony. And He went and took that pitcher and He took that pitcher and, and they would go up to the pool of Siloam which is salvation and they would pour out. And Jesus even brought out and tried to bring understanding to Him later because He healed the blind man when He went to the pool of Siloam. But Jesus said on the eighth day when they did that, He was right in the middle of the feast. You know what Jesus was doing during the feast? Well, the Bible tells us in John chapter 7, verse 14. He was in the temple mount preaching and ministering miracles. And on the last day of the, priest, the feast, he took the, the pot he says, and poured out that water. He says, hey, guess what? This is awesome. Because in Hebrews 8, it says everything that is 
said to do in the Old Testament is a foreshadow of spiritual things to come. I'm here. And if you'll drink from me, out of the most innermost part of your being will flow what? What? Tell your neighbor, rivers. Come on. Come on. It doesn't say a stream. It don't say a stream. Come on, tell somebody rivers. Tell your neighbor, you got some rivers in you. The sister just prophesied this. You have all the power you need in you. You have access to the activity of heaven. And the seven are around the throne. Oh, let's look at one other passage here before I go to the other passage. When I said you're king and priest in the kingdom, in Revelation chapter 1, it says this. Revelation chapter 1, verse 4, it says, Grace to you, from Jesus Christ, a faithful witness, the firstborn from whom the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to whom has loved us and washed us from our own sins in his own blood, that he made us kings and priests to God. Tell your neighbor, I'm a king and a priest. But right above that it says grace to you and peace from him who was, who is, and was to come, but also from who? The seven spirits of God. Right there at the beginning he says, hello, you should know the Holy Spirit as the sevenfold flow. See, When Jesus, the whole thing in tradition of the water ceremony was a, on for seven days, of, and the Vegas is said on the feast, for seven days on the seventh month, you shall be the seventh feast, you shall do, be the feast of the tabernacle. And the water drawn ceremony is that you go to the, ceremony, to the pool of Shalom and draw and you dance, you celebrate, you take it back to the altar, you pour it out and you rejoice. And for every day, you do it for that day. The second day, you do it for two times. The third day, you do it for three times. On the, on, on the seventh day, you do it seven times. I've read where it's supposed to be one of the most celebrated things you could ever be part of. Rejoicing, the show force, the excitement, people celebrate. The first, the four candlesticks, lampstands that are lit in the in the Temple Mount are 75 feet tall. The illumination is amazing. And there's celebration because they thank the Lord for the harvest for what took place. And his provision, his provision being the presence of His presence. So it's a great celebration. And then right in the middle of it, Jesus stops and He says, on the last day of the feast, read it, John, John chapter 7, verse 37, 39. He says, hey, guess what? Because He had just taught somebody on John 4, 14 that in use a well. He said, if you receive from me, out of your innermost place will be a well that will spring up. And he said this, he called the well rivers. He said, you will know the rivers of the Holy Spirit. And he, we don't need a commentary because he said this is who the Holy Spirit is, rivers. How many of y'all know we should probably know Jesus' way of knowing the Holy Spirit called rivers? Tell your neighbor, I need to know the rivers. And what are the rivers? Let's go over here to Isaiah 11.2. Isaiah 11.2. It says this. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon the Spirit of wisdom, Spirit of understanding, Spirit of counsel, Spirit of might, Spirit of knowledge, and of the reverential fear of the Lord. Listen to this. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by the sight of His eyes, nor hear, decide by the hearing of His ears, but with righteousness He shall judge the poor, what poor in spirit, and decide with equity for the what? Meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the, his mouth. Listen, it really brings out the understanding that I'm pretty sure in James chapter 1, verse 5, it says this, you need wisdom? God's going to chew you out. No, he says, ask. I give it. 
it generously give you wisdom. Why? Because it's the flow of the Holy Spirit for every believer. See, that's what Paul's going after is what all took place at the cross. That At the cross that so much took place and one of the greatest thing that we've been blessed with outside of our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life, dear friends. That's our first celebration. But also the access. That he, the, what's the door open to us? And that Paul says, when I begin to minister, the one thing I'm asking of the Lord is, yeah, I'm asking for Him to move in power. But I'm asking that there is a spiritual awakening take place in the place. Individually and corporately. Come on, raise your hands to the Lord. You can feel His presence just begin to receive. Thank You, Lord, for Your presence. Thank You, Lord, for Your presence. Thank You, Lord, for Your presence. Oh, Lord. Thank You for Your presence. You're holy, holy, you're holy, you're glorious, you're magnificent, you're the glorious one, oh Lord, in your presence is fullness of joy. I'm not a singer, but I love to sing when I'm in the presence of the Lord. I can't help it. You know why? Adoration. See, the fear of the Lord is adoration. It's a work of the Spirit. When the Spirit, it says the Spirit of the Lord come upon him, and that's why he's telling you that you have a well in you. And he wants those rivers to flow for you. See, the gifts, the Bible says the gifts are to minister one to another. That's what the Bible says. 1 Peter 4.10 You've been given a grace gift, Holy Spirit, and to minister one to another. That's what the grace gift, that's what the gift's for. The visible and audible, audible evidence of the presence of God. But in verse 11 it says, if you want to be an, one who minister or an oracle, speak the words that God gives you and minister out of His ability He supplies. What's His supply? His presence. The river releases the rivers. The beauty of wisdom will begin to open up to us places that we've never had access to before. The beauty of wisdom. And so, uh, much is, uh, one of the things that's taking place in when much is entrusted, greater stewardship is required. And He's entrusting us right now. I believe that we're in a time of increased difference. As I said, like we say that there's that personal spiritual awakening, but I believe there's a mantle of awakening taking place right now for the remnant. It's not eliteness. It's a heart of the Lord for the heart of His people. And in spiritual awakening, we begin to see what we haven't previously seen. A truth communicated to us in the knowledge of Him that 
awakens us to that truth that begins to literally fill every area of lack that we didn't know from that truth. And that you can flow and see all seven flows of the Holy Spirit in your own life. That's why the river of Ezekiel is in there. To bring out what? Don't settle for ankle deep. Don't settle for knee deep. Don't settle for waist deep. What do you want? Overflow! Tell your neighbor, overflow! Come on, tell three people, overflow! Ha-ha! <laughs> Overflow! Spill out over another world, dear friend. Open the alabaster jar and let the fragrance and the beauty of His presence flow out of you. Come on. And I'll close with this. You've got to understand my, what I've been sharing with you, the importance of co-laboring with the Lord. The words matter. Your decrees are powerful. Your prayers are mighty in the Lord. Because it says in Psalm, I mean Ephesians, that He'll trust those who will weld the sword of the Lord, the rhema of God. The Logos is awesome, but He quickens the rhema who He can trust to begin to decree a thing, and it shall be established. Watch this. Notice that said of Jesus in Isaiah. The work of the sevenfold flow in the believer's life is, verse 3, His delight is in the fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? Deep adoration. Jesus, I love how Jesus teaches us. He thinks He did His Scripture for our good. In John 5, He walks into the pool of all the sick people. And he could have, and you know his heart of compassion. He saw them and he was filled with compassion for the people all the time. You know his heart was in full of compassion for all those who needed healing. But he looked to the one. You know why? Because he was teaching us something in John chapter 5. He says, I'll only do what I see the Father doing. And I'll only say what I see the Father, I hear the Father tell me. He's showing us communication. And the Lord says in the Isaiah eleven three, the work of the sevenfold flow will bring. This is that work of it is that the his delight is in the fear of the Lord. In the King James version, read it. It says this: He's quickened to what pleases the Father. Because you're living in a place of communion. You're living out of throne room living. You're learning to live out of throne room living. And why is that important? Because it says that his mouth was like a what. Rod. Rod. Tell your neighbor, spring up, O well. How many have sung that song? How many? Spring up, O well. Where did it come from? Numbers 21. Numbers 21. The Lord tells Moses, give those people some water. He says, there ain't no water. He said, yeah, I'll show you where the water is. So they go there and they go to the water and it's all covered up with brush and everything else and there's no evidence because the devil wants to cover up the flow. And so the Lord showed Moses where it is and they didn't get out their shovel. Let's do some shovel digging, guys. 
No, guess what he told them to do? Sing to the law. Speak to the law. Get your rods and staff and hit the well and say, Spring up, O well. Spring up, O well. Now we're recommending a decree to go out in the airways of the unseen realm to every remnant, to every body, for every church. Spring up, O well. Come on, I mean, I want to see rivers begin to flow for people. You have all the wisdom you need, the understanding, counsel, might, and knowledge of the fear. Just the spirit of might makes you a giant slayer. Just the spirit of might, when you flow in the spirit of might, one of the first things you find is strength within to break through in perseverance of everything that's in opposition and delay has been set up by the enemy to bring battle weariness to you. But no, you have the spirit of might to break through and persevere. Tell your neighbor, I'm an overcomer. See, you guys are, I know, you're some radicals, man. No. Blowing that horn. No. People are, what they blowing that horn for? Well, you don't understand. Something's happening. Something's happening. I kind of like the story I close business. I like where Peter's about, he's laying in prison, about to get lose his head. He's sleeping. Now, that's, that's Shalom. You're about to die the next day with your head, and he's sleeping. But what's the church doing? Oh, God, have mercy on Peter. They got him. They're going to cut off his head tomorrow, God. Oh, God, please, we're asking that you would intervene. Angel, help from the sanctuary. Whoop. Open the door. Get up, Peter. And Peter thinks, I'm dreaming. I'll follow this dream, though. It's, it's almost real. Read the scripture. And said he woke up, he said, That's not a dream, I'm free. I'm free. Read it. He thought he was in a dream. So he dreamed about angels all the time, I guess. And so he goes over to the praying church. <laughs> Guys, yeah, Peter's out there. No, he's not out there. He's in jail, man. He's going to lose his head tomorrow. No, I'm telling you, I saw him. He's at the door knocking. No, that's his angel. So I, that tells me they're used to seeing angels. So then he walked back over there. Peter goes, come on, guys, it's me. Open the door. They didn't even know what was going to be the results of their prayer. How many of you are about to be surprised by the decrees that you're going to see in the days ahead? Come on. See, you have access to what will, uh, keys, the keys of the kingdom, to what will unlock what tradition and man's plans can't unlock. And you have access to what's being. Psalm 68. He sends out His Word. And it, what? Causes the shaking from what? His presence. His presence brings what? Confirmation. 
of the prophetic word. And it begins to rain. And what's the rain there in Psalm 68? It's prophetic discourses. You begin to release new levels of prophetic discourses. And as a result, it begins to refresh the weary congregation. Read it. But then there's a people who rise up and they declare, declare the word. See, The Lord's going to use you in a mighty way. How many want the Lord to entrust you with the greatest... To me, I'm so honored that He would trust me that my words would carry weight in the unseen realm. And that I'm like Paul. Thank you for the miracles, Lord. But here's been the thing. Every time there's been a, some type of breakout, it's always been that we go to and it's a few. No, we're about to see the breakout where it's the many. Be, why? Because guess what? The well is springing up in you. Tell your neighbor the well is springing up with me. I'd been on the road for several months, or like for like eight weeks, and I was so tired I got home. And we got hit by a tornado a few years ago, Amarillo did. And uh, broke some glass over the house and different things. We had to get some stuff fixed. Well, I hired these two brothers to fix it. And I just got home. I was so tired. And I, I hear he's screaming and yelling out in my front yard. And it was beep, 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 beep. That was going on. I mean, they were cussing up a storm, man. In my front yard. And I said, I just closed the blinds and said, man, the Lord said, you got to go take, talk to them. I said, come on. <laughs> so I walk out there and the, they're about this far apart. And they, I said, guys, what are you doing in my front yard, man? You can't be talking like that and going after each other like that in my front yard. And they, they were arguing about who owned the business and so forth. And so I said, well, I don't want this in my front yard. So one brother went on the other side of the street and the other brother stood on the curb and they yelled at each other. <laughs> <clears throat> so the one brother who I signed the contract with he said, you got, uh, he said don't let that guy do the work let me do the work I said well I signed the contract with you so you can do the work I went in the house and I felt man I felt the stirring so I went right back down I said hey man and I shared something with him that undone him it was about five, five words and I just shared it with him he looked at me and fell to his hands and knees and began to shake and he started yelling out as loud as he could, I've been looking for this my whole life! And he, he was a third time loser, just got out of prison. I didn't know that. And he said, I, This last time I went to got free, I didn't even want to be free because I didn't want to go back into the old way of the lifestyle. He said, I've been, This was his feeling I'm feeling right now. I, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. I said, Stand up here, man. I said, That's the presence of the Lord. He said, that's the presence of the Lord. He said, I've heard about church. I said, this ain't church, brother. This is the presence of the Lord. <clears throat> he said, can I have us? I said, yeah, follow me with this prayer. And his body, his worker, was moving away from me. <laughs> like that. So I prayed for this man. He received Jesus Christ and he went out in the power of God just, just weeping and crying like that. And I said, Brother what? He said, don't touch me, man. Don't touch me. What did you do to that guy? That's what he said to me. I said, I didn't do nothing. He said, no, man, don't touch me. I said, well, he got up. He's all happy and everything. 
He, I said, well, you want, well, he has, he said, definitely. I said, so I led him to the Lord. Now listen, the next day, his brother called me, what did you do to my brother? I said, well, he received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Well, what? what? What, that religious stuff? I said, no, he received the presence and power of the Lord in his life. He said, well, I want it too. I said, well, come on over. So I led him to the Lord. They call, uh, two, uh, two days later, they were at my front door knocking on my door. I said, well, what's going on, guys? We're having a bad day, man. I said, okay, they happen. He said, yeah, but there's just something about you. There's something going on around you. Can we just hang out with you a little bit? I said, well, yeah, man. I said, I'll teach you how to hear the voice of the Lord. It's important. First thing I do is teach people how to stay in communication with the Lord. A week later, I get a phone call from him and said, can we come over? And I said, sure. And they said, they dialed the phone. Here, brother, here. I said, what? He said, it's my mom. She's in San Antonio with cancer. Will you pray for her? Come on, how many ready for the see the well spring up? Come on, how many ready to see the well spring up? Come on, how many ready for harvest, dear friends? See, the thing about harvest is this. Jesus said, don't say the harvest is not here, but the fields are white. He said, but I'm just looking for harvesters. Why? It literally means this in the Greek, because I can give you power to be a harvester. And the Lord wants to, how many know the Lord wants to use us for awakening, dear friends? Awaken what? What's already been given. Let's stand, I'll pray for you. Release it. <clears throat> Tell your neighbor, I come short in nothing. Nothing. You don't lack. That word short, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says, you don't come short in the gift because you have the gift. The word there means you don't lag behind. Every believer has the same wonderful blessing. That's the uniqueness of who we are. It's out of that. The unity of the Spirit is in us looking the same. It's out of the unity of letting Him flow. Father God, I thank You for these precious ones. I thank You for this wonderful opportunity, Lord. I thank You for a quickening of the Holy Spirit in this place. We do agree that we're in need of even a greater capacity of understanding spiritual things, Lord. Awaken our hearts to even more, Lord. Let our eyes see what we haven't saw. Let our ears hear what we haven't heard. Fill our hearts with that which we haven't known. And in that, Lord, I pray for them individually that in this awakening, Lord, you let them know who they are in you. Because our potential is not in who we say we are. Our potential is not in who the world says we are. Our potential is in who you say we are. And we thank you that you will show us the things to come. Father, Father, oh Lord, I thank you for these precious ones. I thank you for the quickening work of the precious Holy Spirit. I pray that that well springs up into flow. And there's no settling, Lord, in our hearts for no ankle deep, no waist deep, no knee deep, but overflow.
And it says that along those banks shall flow and be trees. Those trees are Isaiah 61, the deep planting of the Lord. And their fruit shall be healing to the nations. Because it says in Isaiah 61 that we shall see the desolations of generations be restored. And we shall rebuild the ruined cities. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for that anointing, Jesus. Thank you for that anointing, Jesus. Thank you for that anointing, Jesus. Oh, Lord, your presence is precious to us. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you for that anointing, Jesus. Thank you for that anointing, Jesus. Thank you for that anointing. Now be careful, please. Please, be careful. Thank you for that anointing, Jesus. Thank you for the preciousness of the sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oop, I got you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for her heart of worship, Lord. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Break out, breakthrough. Even in your songs of deliverance. Thank you, Jesus. Be careful now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <sighs> what I receive, I freely give. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Even more. Even more. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your anointing. Spring up, well. Spring up. I got you. I got you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for that anointing, Jesus. Be careful. Thank you for that anointing, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I got you. Thank you, Lord. Be careful now. Yeah, just sit down. There you go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It's beginning to rain, rain, rain. Thank you, Lord. Spring up, O well. Spring up, well. And let your rivers flow. Let those rivers flow. Thank you, Lord, for that well within. Spring up, well. And let those rivers flow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, sister. 
sister, you want to you sing or anything? Thank you, Lord. <sighs> Such hunger. Such hunger. That's the drawing of the Lord over the last few months and the quickening of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for all that He has for you. <sighs> Thank you, Lord, for that anointing, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hey, sister. <sighs> rivers and rivers. Rivers and rivers. Thank you for that anointing, Jesus. <sighs> more, Lord. More, 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 more. Even more. Up out of her belly shall flow rivers of living water. And thank you for using her hands, Lord, for your glory. <sighs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just have a seat right there, sister. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Mighty in the Lord. Mighty in the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Fire! Fire of the Lord. Revival glory. Revival glory. Revival glory. Revival glory. Revival glory. Now be careful. The fire's falling, falling, falling. Revival glory. Thank you, Lord. Blessings, sister. Blessings. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I need this, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Yes, Lord. I need you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that healing. Oh, the decrease, the power of prayer, the things He showed you, the visions, the dreams. Thank you, Jesus. The words you have declared, you shall see the fruit of those words. You shall see the fruit of those words. David, thank you. Be careful now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More, 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 more. Fire of the Holy Ghost. More, Lord, fire. Thank you, Lord. More, Lord, oh, oh, be careful now. Fire! Oh, be careful. Fire! Glory's on you. Glory! Feel, 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 feel. More! Fire! Oh, be careful. Can we just raise our hands to the Lord? Come on. Oh, my goodness. Let your glory fall in this place, oh, Lord. Let your glory be like your glory. Oh Lord. Awaken us, oh Lord. Awaken our hearts, oh Lord. Come on, keep. There's another wave. The Lord's about to release even more. It could be able to receive. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing. Healing. Thank you, Lord. Keep walking. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What's that? I need his healing. Okay, where? <laughs> Everywhere. Okay, in my Father, heart. <laughs> thank you for healing in Jesus' name. Thank you that you're the healer, Lord. You're the I am. One hundred percent healing. One hundred percent healing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and Robert and you. We thank you first and foremost for your presence right now with Robert. We thank you for a strengthening work of the Holy Spirit. But also we take authority over every bit of the council. We command it to lose his body and disappear. And then we ask for a healing anointing to be released to him and bring healing from his head to his toes 
to his head. And we thank you that the healing restores back everything that cancer has destroyed in his body. And so we thank you that the cancer is canceled and we pray for it to loose him. And we thank you for releasing the healing anointing of the precious Holy Spirit from the head to toes for total healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Now remember I, when I was praying, I saw your hands. The Lord will use your hands, lay hands. Amen.